Communities across the nation are working harder than ever to enhance the success of doing business in their locales. Logistics, location, sites, and available properties are all important parts of what makes a community thrive. If your company is considering an expansion or relocation, let us take you behind the scenes and talk directly with those that are making today's communities a great place for your company. You're listening to the Community Connection GT Podcast. Produced and sponsored by Global Site Location Industries. You can listen to all our GT podcasts at www.globaltrademag.com slash GT podcast. Or listen and follow us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Now, here's our CEO and chairman, Eric Kleinsorge. It's true, folks. We have survived the great Texas freeze of 2021. And I'm sitting here with a warm weather and an awesome outlook on today's show. I'm your host, Eric Kleinsorge, and I want to welcome all of our GT Podcast listeners to another one of our special Community Connection Podcasts. And as I look out the window at the horizon here at our Dallas studios, I'm quickly reminded of how important rural America is to our thriving economy. With the pandemic putting an even stronger focus on the importance of quality of life, our team thought it'd be a great idea to have an expert on what companies are looking for in rural locations. Today, I have a special guest joining us from Tex America Center, Executive Vice President and Chief Economic Development Officer, Eric Foyles. Eric is a seasoned public-private partnership developer with 25 years of progressive experience in regional economic and community development and someone I've personally known for over a decade. His proven track record of success includes managing two nonprofit organization mergers, managing two incubator programs, developing and managing two targeted industry cluster development strategies, launching two international business development programs, starting a state of Illinois-funded Entrepreneurship Center and International Trade Center, and running an NFP landholding development company, where he closed out a 150-plus acre development and launched a 350-acre business park. I wasn't kidding when I said he was seasoned. That being said, it's my great pleasure to welcome Eric Voiles to our show today. Eric, welcome to the show. Eric, I'm glad to uh, be on here. Yeah, we're excited to have you on here, Eric. It's not too many opportunities that I get to, to personally speak with and, and learn from a client that I, I value so much. I've personally taken the quick two-and-a-half-hour drive across I-30 heading east from Dallas to your area, taken personal tours, have met your wonderful team, and it's really exciting to be able to have you on our show and, and learn a little bit more about Tex America Center today. Well, again, we appreciate uh, the opportunity. Yeah. So first, you know, I know so much about it and I, I'm close to it. Why don't you paint a picture for our listeners about Tex America Center and what they could expect if they live there? Sure. So we are a state of Texas local redevelopment authority. Well, what's that mean? Well, we operate like a airport. You know, we're a quasi-governmental entity charged with the redevelopment of former military property. We own 12,000 acres and three and a half million square feet of commercial and industrial property 
that we are working to rehab and put back out into the active markets. Uh, right now, I manage a lease portfolio of 1.1 million square feet. That's <laughs> incredible. So talking about that, there's there's a lot of space there that companies can take advantage of. What would you say manufacturers need to consider when they're looking to expand and, and what qualities should they be looking for in a potential site? One of the questions we're getting right now is, are we a part of ERCOT? And we're not. We're part of the Southwest Power Pool. And so because of that, Southwest Power Pool is interconnected with 12 other energy-producing regions across the country. And so our reliability is spectacular. On top of that, our competitive nature against ERCOT happens to be favorable. So our rates are lower than what uh, standard rates are. Okay. So you bring up an interesting question, you know, a topic there with ERCOT. We had a big, you know, well, I'm going to say a major, it was called a pandemic of 2020. You know, there's there's a lot of things that companies should be and could be preparing for, but what are some of the ways these companies can prepare earlier for major disruptions like COVID, like the freeze we just had to minimize their effects on, on their business as manufacturers? So one of the big things that happened to a lot of facilities is uh, they went for economies of scale with a smaller number of facilities. I, I think what's being reevaluated right now and being pushed back out into the market is that uh, these companies are looking at maybe adding an additional uh, manufacturing location, an additional distribution location, so that they can uh, not have all their eggs in the same proverbial basket, so to speak. So we're seeing people looking for additional locations in a more rural location to, uh, let's call it, have an insurance policy against what they have traditionally run into by congregating to large markets like Dallas or Houston uh, or Chicago or Atlanta, you know, these, these mega locations where everyone assumes that their risks are less. Well, in fact, COVID proved that your risks are more by locating into these uh, major markets. Yeah, you bring up a great topic there because we've done studies and we've done webinars, we've done informational videos about how to how to pre- better prepare your business, how to find the right sites, and a common theme amongst companies has been we're looking rural. We worked with a manufacturer that got his plant burned down up in Minnesota. It wasn't protected, and there's other instances where these companies are starting to really put a big impact on quality of life. Do you think that's going to be short-term or long-term? The issue about uh, quality of life and looking rural actually was already starting to uh, show up in data uh, as far back as about 16, and it's been growing. I think COVID is just going to amplify uh, that need because some some of the other things that you get by going rural – is a lower cost across the board. Um, let's just you know, look at our market here in the, the larger Texarkana area. Our labor rates are about 20% below the average rate for any given position across the state of Texas. Because we're a, a smaller metropolitan statistical area, we don't often get looked at, but once people do, one of the, the ahas is the lower tax rates. So we have tax rates on our property that are 
sometimes 30% below the tax rates that you're going to find in a major market like a Dallas or an Austin. And that's not incentive-based. That is what your assessment is. So if you're looking for a lower tax rate, you should be looking in a more rural market. Uh, the other pieces you know, uh, that come along with it, not always, but it's certainly in a Texarkana location, is just some of the other lower overheads. You know, our electricity rates are, are lower. Our gas prices are lower. Our fiber prices tend to be lower than other locations. And so across the board, you have a lower operating location. Yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about workforce, because that's always a big concern, not not only in rural America, but large metropolitan areas. Specifically, yeah. talk to me a little bit about the, the workforce you, you can provide there at Tex-America Center. Uh, it, it's a really good question. And, and again, it's one of these things that a lot of uh, site selectors, commercial real estate agents that grew up in a large metro area are going to going to tell you know the listeners that you have here that you gotta you gotta look in a larger market in order to be able to get access to talent, and that's because they draw a very tight drive time around a specific location, and and we all know this is true if you've worked in a major market. You know, there's gridlock on the interstate. You know, every day starting about six o'clock in the morning until about ten o'clock, you just can't get there from here. And it's true of an evening from about three to uh, six of an evening. Well, those things aren't present in a in a smaller rural market. One of the data points that you know we try to share with people is that 22.9 percent of the employees that work in our county drive between 50 and 75 miles to and from work every day. Wow. So that is over four times the U.S. average. Well, why is that? Well, it's because we're in a rural market, and there's a tremendous number of people that live in that 75-mile radius. You know, there's uh, communities that range from uh, you know a few hundred to maybe 16,000 people, but they're not really large enough to support quality jobs. Well, Texarkana is, you know, in the immediate metro market, there's over 160,000 people. And so you have major employers here like Cooper Tire, Domtar, uh, Amentum, former uh, ACOM, you know, United Technology Company, UTX, uh, rail car repair facility. So you have major employers with presence here because they know they can draw from that larger market. And so that is, that's a big piece of it. The other components about labor force in rural areas is that many times you still have a large uh, number of uh, institutions of higher education. So like in our case, you put a 100-mile radius around Texarkana, there's 86,000 kids that are attending school with about 23,000 graduating every year. You have a huge supply of people you know, who, are, who are entering the job market, but one of the negatives of a, of a rural area, and this is why companies really should look here, is there's not enough job creation. So we export so much of our talent into places like a Dallas or a Houston where the, the, the wage rates are artificially high because, again, you have to pay to relocate those, those people. So um, we have the ability to meet workforce needs because we have a large number of skilled individuals. Our rates are lower. 
and we have quite a supply in terms of uh, replenishment every year. And, and another piece that often happens is because you don't have a large number of quality jobs in a rural area, people commute out of the region. So we just did an underemployment study on our market here and found that from the Texarkana market, 9,700 people drive outside of our market every day to jobs in places like Shreveport, uh, Longview, Tyler, uh, even as far away as Dallas that people are commuting to uh, on a regular basis. Rural areas can, can produce so many people. That's why, you know, historically you'll see every once in a while someone figures it out. You know, Mercedes went into the middle of nowhere. Why? Because when they set up that operation in the southeast, they figured out that if we put this facility here, we have a huge number of people that we can get access to because they're having to drive to faraway metro markets in order to get jobs. Yeah, and that speaks so true to the volume of uh, companies we work with from international looking inward to U.S. and setting up, and they always start off with rural areas, and I always ask them why, and they just always continue to feed back. They like loyalty. They don't like competitive jumping around of jobs, and they want to know that that person's going to be with them long term. So, you know, with so many positives, there's got to be some trade-offs, you know, in choosing a rural location. What do you feel are some of the important trade-offs that you really need to consider? There's really not as many as you, as you would think. You know, I, I believe companies impose some of those components on themselves. We were working with a company this past fall, and the site selector refused to believe, even though we produce data, we have the ability to run like what's called a what-if report. And it's kind of set up like a black belt type thing where we can predict for the job classifications that they provide us, will you be able to get enough people to apply for these job areas so that you can hire. And it's, and it's based off of some, some norms, you know, where maybe you have to interview 10 people per job in order to get a quality person. So we can predict with a fairly good level of, of accuracy. And we, we showed this company, you know, that we have this radius that people will drive from. We have these pay scales. So if you come in and still pay below the state of Texas average, but pay above our market, and allow people to to drive 50 miles in to uh, to get a job. We can we can meet your hiring needs. And the person chose to argue with me about our ability to meet those needs. So there's there's just some rooted opinions in terms of how labor actually moves. And again, it's because people have uh, grown up in a uh, major market. They've always been employed in a major market. And there's just not a belief that people people drive. I mean, my, I myself, I grew up in a very rural area. My dad drove to a steel mill that was about 80 miles away from where we lived out on the farm. And uh, that, that's just what occurred. And you know, he wasn't the only one that had a had a real job in town versus having his side job of being a, you know a farmer and and that's that's what a place like Texarkana offers you've got these hard working individuals they're going to take care of their family they want to be close to family and you pointed out a really good point that these individuals don't want to be jumping from job to job they want stability they want security 
And so when when they come to work for you, they're going to be great long-term employees for your company. You know, they're willing to uh, put that drive in, and it equates to about the same drive that you would have, drive time that you would have in a major market. But you're just spending the time with your wheels turning all the time instead of sitting still on an interstate. Absolutely. And Eric, I've, I've seen you help some of our projects and whether or not they were struggling from an occurrence like, you know, COVID-19 or maybe they're just going into a high growth mode. They're trying to supply a whole new supply chain of, of customers and they need financing. Whether or not they're coming to your community or they're an existing business in your community, talk to me about how Tex America Center can help them with that financing so that they can expand. No, absolutely. So one of the benefits of us having, you know, so much existing product is uh, we can take the building that you need off of the books. So we may be able to supply exactly what a company needs in a lease versus versus uh, purchasing. And because we have no cost basis, uh, our lease rates tend to be well below market. And so you can wind up getting into a building that you don't have to put a down payment on, put a long-term lease together, which we typically reduce the uh, the our rate by the length of the lease. So the longer you stay, the cheaper it is. And that goes a long way towards limiting the amount of cash out of pocket up front. But let's say you want to, you know, you have a specialty building and uh, you do want to own, we can still structure a build to suit option where we can, you know, keep it off your books. We'll build it for you. And when you're stable three, five years down the road, you buy us out and we can put all that into the lease on the front end. I'm doing that right now with a, um, a company that we're working with who is a uh, a weapons company. Those are some of the the interesting pieces. And then we can also bring other tools to the table. We're a foreign trade zone. We are a new market tax credit area. We are a opportunity zone. We're a hub zone. If you're doing work with the federal government, you get more points. You know, and you got to have your listeners, you know, they need to be asking these questions. You know, what, what tools can you bring to the table that can help me? And, you know, in Texas, they have what's called an enterprise zone. Well, there's enterprise zones in Illinois too, but they're all going to be a little bit different. You know, all these states tend to use the same terminology, but the benefit is a little different. So you, so you have to really take the time to compare what you're being offered if you're doing state-to-state comparisons. But all of these kind of things are very easily attainable, whether you're a small company or a big company, you just got to take the time to ask for them. And then, you know, you specifically asked about financing. You know, you have the ability to do what's called gap loans or participation loans, and, and these are many times available through the local community or the county, or maybe there's a regional finance uh, organization that can assist with this. Like in our, our, our local area, the Council of Governments handles the 504 loans through the, uh, the SBA. You know, there are private sector loans that can be leveraged against public sector resources like your USDA programs, you know, the business and industry, which is really interesting because the federal government will guarantee up to 80% of your loan should you fail, and banks love to have those kind of things. The 504 program right now is still has some CARES dollars that can be applied towards it. And so if you do a 504 program right now in 21 until September, 
federal government will actually make your payment for X number of months. So, you know, all of these things are, are something that your listeners should be asking their uh, real estate agent um, or their site search consultant or the community that they're talking to about to see if, if there's something there that they can uh, leverage and use. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, maybe we need to have you back up for a whole other show on all those items. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you kind of tap into that. You know, it, it all goes into the final decision. And sometimes companies are asking for incentives and getting a lot of press nowadays. But how important do you think incentives are to an expanding company? And is that a part of Tex America's offerings if somebody's looking for incentives? Yeah, no, that's such a great question. And as you know, because you and I have had this conversation, if a company's first request is for incentives, I have other companies that I can go talk to because the first thing that a company should be looking at is the things that we talked about earlier on, which is all your operating costs. You know, that's what determines whether or not you're going to be profitable. An incentive is going to last you, a, you know, at most a 10-year period. Now that I'm sure there's some funky places out there that offer longer than 10 years, but for the most part, you're never going to get an incentive that's really going to run over five to seven years. So unless you only plan on being in business for five to seven years, you better make sure that you manage your operating costs. And that's what you have to focus on. That's really what you have to put together in order to put a business plan together. Understanding that helps you understand whether or not you can compete effectively against one of your competitors in another location. And, you know, that's, that's the way it all goes. But in your selection process, if all things are equal, that's when the incentives can help you make a final decision. So that's where that's, you know, I don't even like talking about incentives really until we get down to where the final, you know, three to five locations that a company is looking at. Yeah, very well said. So as we wrap up here today, I'm one of our listeners. I'm out there. You've caught my interest. I really want to learn more. But why, if if you could put it in a nutshell, why should a manufacturing company consider expanding to Tex Arcana? It's because we work aggressively to control all those variable costs. We have the lowest uh, logistics cost location uh, in the state of Texas. Our market actually reaches 10 million more people than the Dallas market. Our utility rates for electricity, gas, much lower that you're going to find in other parts of uh, the state of Texas. Our labor costs are lower. So our, our facility costs, our overhead from taxes are lower. We work aggressively to make sure that if you set up operations here, that you can be competitive in the long run. You know, we want our companies to be globally competitive, and we want them to continue growing. You know, we want them to invest in uh, new machinery and equipment and processes so that they can continue uh, in the long run to be competitive. So you, we want to partner with companies that want to grow. And so that's the way we talk about it. And so companies that are, are really trying to uh, uh, cut a path forward and, and be aggressive in terms of uh, trying to dominate in their market, they should be looking at a Tex-America Center and a Tex-Arcana because we can help. Absolutely. So, Eric, how does someone get in touch with you? What's the best way? Our website, which is texamericascenter.com, T-E-X, America with an S on it, and then center, C-E-N-T-E-R. 
That's great. You know, Eric, I want to thank you for the time that you've not only spent with us today, but for the time you've spent with our team over the past several years. It's been a blessing to work with a great community like yours. We know when a company looks at your area, what they can expect and what they will receive. And uh, I want to thank the listeners for taking time today to listen to the show. We hope that we're always bringing you good insight and, and information about communities you should be considering for your next expansion or relocation. Till we meet again, I want to say thank you and good day. Thanks, Eric. You've been listening to the Community Connection GT Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners that help make this possible and our sponsor, Global Site Location Industries. We hope you'll return next time for another great episode of Community Connection. And don't forget, when your company is on the move, GSLI can help ensure your next site is the right site for success.